Hello, Awakened Nation. Welcome back to Pop Culture Catechism. And today, super excited. We're talking about one of the biggest movies of the last decade, one of the biggest franchises of the last decade, Frozen. One and two. And I have just one question for you. Do you want to build a snowman? Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, where we take a look at art from pop culture and uncover the true, good, and beautiful elements found therein. Let's get started. So before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about our program here at Awaken Catholic. You can check us out at awakencatholic.org. We're a Catholic nonprofit, and you can help us out. Or you can support shows just like this by becoming part of the Awaken Nation and making a one-time or a recurring donation, and it helps out a ton and makes everything that you see here happen, and more things like this can happen if you join. You can also help us by downloading the Hallow app, which is an awesome prayer app. My wife uses it every night. I've started to use it. Really awesome way to for 21st century Catholics to have a, a prayer life on the go and you can get a free month of premium Hallow. It's a free app, but there's a premium version. You get a free month if you go to hallow.app slash awaken. So those are some ways you can support us today. We're talking about Frozen 1 and Frozen 2, the Frozen franchise uh, from Disney. And I have two longtime friends and colleagues of mine who I've worked, I worked with for the past 14 years at St. Vincent Pilati High School in Laurel, Maryland. If you're in Maryland and you're looking for an awesome Catholic high school, I re- recommend St. Vincent Pilati. It's an awesome place. And these two are the Ream team, Kim Ream and Jeremy Ream. Uh, Jeremy's an alumnus, Yeah. Yes. Right. And was valedictorian. Yep. And he's, he rocked it. And anyone who's been to our school knows that the Ream team is a key part of what makes Pilate Pilate. They talk about the Pilate family and, uh, they're like every, every year there's students who have had one of you each of the four years, right? They've freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. And it's kind of an honor that some of these students get to have one of you each, each four years. And you're both math teachers. Correct. Yeah. So tell us, tell us, uh, what did I miss? Tell, tell me a little bit more about yourself for those that don't know you. So um, we've been married for 18 years this past summer. Amen. Um, I, this is my 17th year at Pilates this year. And this is my 21st year at Pilates and mm. my 23rd overall in Catholic education. You can drink now. Yes. <laughs> Your teaching career is of legal drinking age. <laughs> Um, we yep. do have a, um, a seven-year-old. His name's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's um, so fun. I love Andy. Um, we've lived in, you know, the Baltimore area. I've lived here all my life. Um, Jeremy's from Elkridge. And, you know, we're just, just yep. loving love, life. And <laughs> love Pilates. It's, it is a, our family, mm-hmm. our second family. Um, I taught another school for two years, an all-girls Catholic school. And then I came back home. Um, to teach a plotty and it's mm-hmm. I love it awesome awesome and I, I loved all my years there and it's my, my brother still teaches there it's a great place um, I want to ask you guys there's a I know why you're on the show right now but the people out there don't know why did I choose you tell me about a little bit about your 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 relationship with Disney uh, we're huge Disney fanatics <laughs> to put it uh, mildly <laughs> yes I've probably been to Disney over 20 25 times Disney, Disney World, World. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, for our first anniversary, I surprised Kim with a trip to Disney World. And pretty much every year after that, until Andy was born, we went at least once a year. Wow. Um, and then once Andy turned uh, four, we surprised him with a trip for his birthday. 
and we've been going at least every year since then, except for this year, you know, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, uh, every Halloween is usually a Disney themed group family. So yeah. yeah. It's- Mm-hmm. It, well, it's it's big around here. <laughs> well, I, I remember last year at our school, uh, one of the big events every year, as you guys know, is the lip sync, and there's a lip sync battle, and that's a fundraiser for the for the band yeah. and the chorus and the music program. And you guys won doing uh, uh, what? Love is an open door, right? Love is an open door, and it was it was awesome. You guys did such a good job with it. So yeah, of course, you guys came to mind when I wanted to talk about Frozen. So. A little bit about the Frozen franchise. So Frozen 1 came out in 2013, and it's based very, very loosely on the Hans Christian Andersen story, The Snow Queen. And it was a huge smash success. I'm sure everyone out there has heard Let It Go. It's a, it, was, it, was, it was big. Um, and if you ever want to really make a little kid, especially a little girl, mad, sing Let It Snow instead of Let It Go. That's what I always do to my daughter, and it just really enrages her. So, uh, parent pro tip there for you. Uh, and it was so successful. They did something they don't often do with Disney movies is they made a sequel frozen two, which came out in 2019. So we're going to, we're going to talk about frozen one. We'll talk about frozen two, um, what we love artistically, and maybe we can talk about what we don't love artistically and musically. And then we'll also get into some of the spiritual themes and try to try to see what is true and good and beautiful and we can we can pull out from there so let's start uh with frozen one when you guys think of frozen one what are the things you love from the movie frozen one oh um so i i guess the the what's different about this movie a little bit is that there's these strong female leads Hmm. um Elsa and Anna, like they're, they're just these, they're not these cowering, whimpering princesses um, that, I mean, yeah, the Disney entertainment is always fun, but this just, just gave some good, strong women in the leading roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and find that the quote unquote handsome prince isn't the main part of the story. <sighs> like the surprise at the end, that's not what it's about. By the way, yeah. spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Frozen, stop Just right now and go watch it and then come back and, and watch this. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, um, continue. <laughs> I love Olaf um, with his humor and the childish naiv- naivete he has uh-huh. yeah. with that. Um, and, the you know, like the jokes he has and that type of thing with that. And and the twist, you know, um, where Anna's true love is her sister. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so let's not- let's let's talk about that. When in because um, you have Anna who meets Hans at this big ball, and you think, oh, they're falling in love, right? They're finishing right. each other's sandwiches and sentences, and <laughs> they get they propose and get married right away. And in like any Disney movie before nineteen ninety five. That would have been it, right? Like that's that's the end of the story, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's 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 that wouldn't surprise us at all. And then here it turns out to be like this big surprise twist. Oh my gosh, he's the bad guy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh Not see that coming. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And that's why I like that. That that once again is that the um, you know that her that Anna saves. Also, as the one act of true love. Yes, because there was that there was that whole mythology about like the true love yes. kiss. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's not what it was at the end. 
Yeah, when we when we get into the spiritual themes, I want to I want to I want to come back and talk about love and what true love is. I'm going to ask you about guys about that. Kim, give me something you love from Frozen One, just kind of artistically the the movie. Oh, it's I mean, just the it's it's beautiful. Like I've never been to you know that part of the world, but I Mm -hmm. feel like they capture it. Like the 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 way that they can capture water and snow and ice and just it makes it feel like fantasy but mm. real at the same time yeah. it's just it's breathtaking it's beautiful it is yeah like those moments when when uh when elsa just kind of like freaks out and just like throws ice everywhere and it just like sticks in the air it's like it's so yeah it's it's so beautiful um yeah i, I love that as well what are some of the songs that are, are like your favorite songs give me give me give me one song you love and why let it go because they use math in it they use math tell me about it <laughs> when they talk about frozen fractals all around Ooh, frozen fractals yeah i actually use it in uh honors out to trig remind iteration I, I mean i remember what a fractal is obviously and uh-huh. i but for anyone it's out a, there who doesn't a pattern, oh a pattern okay a, a pattern that repeats basically and gives you i mean that's what snowflakes are mm. um and that's that's why i like that because I, I can talk about it how it applies in math as well mm-hmm. very cool very so cool. I, I, I share that clip in my math class uh-huh yeah let it let it go for me um like when i think of, like when i think of songs that i really want to listen to or when my daughter avila really wants to listen to the frozen soundtrack let it go is not one of the ones i want to go to and i don't know if i've just heard it so much um but it is like the big hit and Adina yeah. Menzel just has that like piercing Snow Queen voice that just yeah. you know rings right through. Um, Kim, tell me, tell, tell me a song you love, Kim. Um, I really appreciate um, Fixer Upper. Oh, it's, all right. It's it's just a really cute song. Um, it, yeah, Kristoff is kind of the sort of the butt of that. Hearing you know you're not perfect; these are your flaws. But I think that's what makes it such a cute song uh-huh. is that it is kind of pointing out that he's he's not perfect he's Mm -hmm. he's not like all these disney princes that are you know the royalty and perfect and perfect hair and perfect everything and and he's he's a fixer-upper he's he's flawed he's not Mm -hmm. perfect (laughs) you know what i think is funny is um the actor who plays him um christoph uh what's his name uh oh jonathan uh, groff jonathan groff Yeah, yeah yeah and he's like one of the biggest stars on Broadway, right? Yeah. Like of the past 10 years, if you named like big name male men on Broadway, it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Jonathan Groff. Like those are the two huge ones. (laughs) And the song he gets in this movie is like, reindeer are better than people. It's like this dumpy little goofy little song. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which I think then in Frozen 2 is the reason why they gave him Lost in the Woods, which is like this epic 80s ballad. They're like, okay, we're going to put your, put that golden voice to work here. (laughs) So yeah, I thought that was, that that was funny. Um, So I really love um, from this song, uh, do you want to build a snowman is, is really good uh, for the first time in forever, I think is, is my favorite for the first time in forever. Just this, this longing yeah. of, of wanting, wanting to be out. And I think we've all felt that way probably recently in quarantine, yeah, like exactly. the yeah. first time you got to see somebody, the first time you got to go outside, it's just like, oh, there'll be so music, applicable. there'll be life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you're talking to the pictures on the wall, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's get into to some of the themes. We started to get into a little bit of this before. So you guys were starting to talk about the, the theme of love and how love in this movie is different than we've seen it in other Disney movies. So let's, let's talk about that. What in, in Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, um, some of the previous ones, what, how is love different there than it is here in Frozen? Um, I think now it's, it's more of like a, a familial love. It's not this this romantic love that um, you know of of thinking you're finding your 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 love of your lifetime. It's more about that bond between sisters and that that comfort and that constant mm-hmm. um, that that can happen that really only happens between sisters like that. And and it, that's just felt really different, but in a good way in this movie that we had that familial love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. It is the the love that exists between family, sisters, brothers, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, that type of thing that that they're bonded for life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this movie is something I would use a lot in class when I was teaching about uh, the the four loves that exist in the Greek language, which is is the, the language that the New Testament was written in. And so you have the love of desire, which is eros, like when you fall in love with someone or like you have a passion for dance or something like that. It's that that real, real passionate that you like can't keep away from it. And then there's like philia, which is like your friendship sort of love. And then there's uh, storge, and I'm probably mispronouncing these, but if someone on the internet speaks ancient Greek, uh, which is like that familial <laughs> love, that bond of kinship. Um, but then the, the love that perfects them all. And the one that Jesus and St. Paul and the scriptures talk about the most is agape. And that's the love of God. That's the virtue, the charitable love where you sacrifice for other people. And when I was watching this for the first time and, you know, it's talking about, oh, she has this frozen heart and true love's kiss has got a, or, or true love has got a, I forget exactly what they say, but, um, is yeah. it true love's kiss? Act of true love. An act yeah. of true love. Yeah. And, um, it's not going to be Hans because Hans is a tool bag and (laughs) it ends up being her sister who sacrifices for her. And I was like, Agape, we're talking about this in honors ethics next year. You know, (laughs) that was what I was thinking. And, uh, and it has the familial love. It has the friendship love with Olaf. It has, um, you know, the Eros love, both healthy and unhealthy because you have Hans and Anna and it's just like flash in the pan infatuation. And it lasts for a minute, but it doesn't last long. And then you have Kristoff, who is not initially like the guy she falls in love with. He smells like a reindeer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but they work on it. And like, that's where I I don't know about your marriage and you don't have to talk about this. You want on on the Internet. But I know in, in my marriage, like. It's it takes work. Like it's not just all rainbows and butterflies. It, it it takes yep. work. And if if you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think and I think that's so scriptural. That's like Jesus's definition of love. He says, "Love your enemies," and he doesn't mean feel good about your enemies. He means even when you no. don't feel good, you got to go <laughs> through with it. So. Um, exactly. It's not, and it's not meeting in the middle. It's you may have to go more than halfway ooh. to work towards that. It's, it's, it's going beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like doing that. For the other, sometimes, and that's that what again? happens in person. Can you, you say that again? I interrupted. Yeah, sacrificing for the other sometimes, and being okay with that. Yeah. You know, doing what's best for the relationship, mm. and not expecting anything back. Exactly. Man. 
I, I really like getting stuff in return when I do stuff. I don't know about you, but when I do something, I want to be noticed and appreciated for it and told what a good job I am doing. So um, that's, that's hard for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not the easiest thing. Yeah, no, it's not the easiest thing at all. But I mean, that's, that's how marriage works sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, and, and doing what's best for the marriage together. Mm-hmm. And it makes it worth it in the long run. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you go through those hard times, yeah. then yes. you know, you can depend on that person, Exactly. you know, cause stuff happens. Pandemics yeah, happen. Yeah. People get sick and yeah, it's, it's tough. So, yeah. And you're, you're stuck inside with them for four months and, <laughs> and that's when you know it's good. <laughs> yeah. When you're not tearing each other's hair out and, uh-huh. and you know, screaming and, and you're still doing it. So, you mm-hmm. know, you're doing something right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, uh, I, I won't make a joke about still doing it. So <laughs> except I just did. Ah, sorry. This is a PG, this is a PG 13 podcast. So there you go. Um, what's interesting to me about this, well, I'll ask the question and see if you guys agree with me. Um, but who do you think is the villain in this movie? Cause it's not, um, there's no like Jafar, right? There's not right. Ursula, the sea witch who grows tentacles and, you know, has to get stabbed through the heart with a huge ship. Right. Like who would you say is the villain? I mean, it's easy to say, you know, Hans is definitely the villain, but I think he's just, I, I don't know if he's like the, the main villain of the movie. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's not the only thing that they're kind of fighting against. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, Elsa's powers can kind of be somewhat seen as sort of the, a villain without, you know, being a person. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's something that she's kind of fighting against and, you know, trying to understand and, and not being able to handle that. Um, so kind of her powers are, are sort of a, a villain in this movie that they're, they're, they're working to, you know, try to, to, to understand and, and it's, it's not going so well. <laughs> yeah. And I want, I want to talk about that a little bit, cause I don't know if this is true, but somebody told me that um, Elsa was originally kind of supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah. In this yeah, movie, and, and you can see kind of little hints of that. Can we look at the lyrics of Let It Go? Um, you know, she's in this kingdom of isolation. I'm the queen. Uh, the wind is howling like of a, this swirling storm inside. Like she has these powers and she's been cooped up inside a castle for years and she doesn't know what to do. Like she can't keep it in. She, even though she's tried, you know, she's trying to keep people out. Um, conceal, yeah. don't feel, don't let them know. Um and she finally just has this moment where she breaks and let it, lets it out. Um, yeah. And in some ways that's good for her, but it also freezes the entire right. freaking kingdom. Yeah. Right? Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, and she, and she kind of says, let the storm rage on the cold never bothered me anyway. It's almost like she's, she's like, well, it doesn't bother me. Right. I'm the snow right. queen. So it's a very kind of selfish moment. That, yeah. yeah. She's feeling great, but mm-hmm. at what expense? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to test exactly. the limits. No right, no wrong, no rules for me. Yeah. So this is something else I talk about in, in class sometimes when we're talking about freedom and like, what is true freedom is true freedom, like doing whatever you want, or is, is, is there like a a true freedom in the the way things are supposed to be done? Like if you think, if you think of a dancer who is free at dancing, they're not just like doing whatever, (laughs) right. They're doing something beautiful with the gifts that they have. And a lot of times it takes a lot of practice, right. Um, somebody who's free on an instrument or free to do math, right. Like that, 
just because you don't have, yeah, there's still (laughs) rules to follow. And it actually takes those rules and practicing those two rules and mastering those rules to become free. And so uh, I've used this song as well to, to talk about the different ideas of freedom. Is freedom just doing whatever you want or is freedom doing something beautifully and well? Um, so That's anyway, good. yeah. So I think, I, I think that, I think, I don't know if we have a right answer, but I think Elsa's powers and like her inner turmoil are definitely a, a, a high, a high contender. Um, yeah. Jeremy, do you, do you agree with Kim about that? Or do you have another idea? Who yeah, the, who the... I, I, I do think Elsa's kind of the villain too, mm. not just her powers. Cause it's, she wants it to be all about her. Mm-hmm. And that's why she kind of goes on her own mm-hmm. and, she does that in Frozen 2 as well. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of the selfish thing there mm-hmm. that she needs to learn that you have to, it, that teamwork is best. You know, that yeah. it's it's not just all about you. You you have to think about others as well mm-hmm. and what you're causing to happen to others. Yeah. Well, and she, and she, she even sees it as I'm protecting them. Yes. Right. So, um, but there is kind of like a, a kind of a, a twistedness to that as well. Right. Um, and I think, I think a lot of times when we're being selfish, we can think we're, we're, we're doing it for other people's good. You know, like, ah, it's better if I do this. Oh, it's better if I have control of this. So, um, what I think what I wasn't going to use, I wasn't going to say Elsa's powers, but I think now that we've talked about it, I think what I was going to say is, is kind of the same, the same thing. I was going to say a cold heart is the villain. Mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. see that in the opening song when they're like digging up the ice they talk about yeah, like a cold yeah. ice it's strong as a hundred men and yeah. uh and then she has anna has the frozen heart that has to be conquered by this great act of love but elsa also kind of has a frozen heart in a different way right? it's not yeah, physically yeah. frozen but she has been so damaged by her upbringing of being shut away she's afraid to let people in Right. And she has yeah, to learn to be vulnerable. So I think, I think there's some, um, there's a lesson for us there too. Cause we, you know, one of the things Jesus says is, uh, one of his first miracles is he heals this man with a withered hand and there's all these Pharisees around. And after he heals this man with the withered hand, all the Pharisees are like, Oh, you did it on the Sabbath. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't. And it says Jesus not was, wow. yeah, yeah. Not wow. But, Oh, you did that on the Sabbath. And it says Jesus was grieved at the hardness of their hearts. And there's so many times in, in scripture where it talks about a hard heart or, and, um, you know, it says in John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him might not die, but have eternal life. And he came into the world as light, but some, pers- some people preferred the darkness their light came into the world, but some people still preferred the darkness. And um, I, I, I think that's a struggle within each one of us is sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to let people in. And a lot of times you feel like you're protecting people, um, but you're more shutting them out. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely more yeah. shutting them out. Yeah. And I feel like, Kim, you and I have done a lot of retreats together at the school. And I feel like one of the most powerful experience for the students is when they finally um, – you know, let down their walls and let down their masks and let other, let other people in. And we've seen that so many times. Yeah, so very much so. Yeah. yeah. Cold heart, man. Melt that. <laughs> Don't need that. Um, I wanted to ask about, um, whereas I'm flipping through my notes here. I'm not, I'm not tweeting or TikToking. I promise. And uh, <laughs> so he talked about um, with the different types of love. Oh, when we were talking about love, 
I wanted to go back to what you guys were talking about with Fixer Upper because what do they call the trolls through the whole movie? The the um the yeah. love uh the experts, the love experts, right? Yeah. Don't they call them love oh, experts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's this whole illusion that that Christoph, oh, I have friends who are love experts. And like what's <laughs> what so what would you guys say is like what's the lesson of love that we learn from the love expert trolls? Um that you you don't have to be perfect to mm. to love somebody or to be loved by somebody that 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 perfection is in the imperfections mm. um and that's to i mean love is love is perfect at itself but mm. you don't have to be perfect to receive or give it mm. amen amen yeah I need to hear that. I need to like nope. meditate on that. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's perfect, but we're all lovable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the, uh, the other huge example of love in Frozen 1 is Olaf, right? Because yeah. he's, and, I, and I'm, I've, I was trying to remember this scene exactly what happens. Maybe you guys remember a little better than I did, but he's um, like, he's, he's by the fire for some reason. And he's, yeah, tr- stay, yeah. why does he have to stay by the fire? Do yeah. you remember? So she, yes. Anna was starting to like the, the frozen heart was starting to kind of take over. And I was making her very cold. Right. So yes, he was yes. going to start a fire he for her. Gonna, yeah. And she's like, you know, Olaf, you can't do that. And he's like, well, some people are worth melting for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's like, oh, and that's literally my favorite like moment in the movie is yeah. that some people are worth melting for. Oh my gosh. Like, he, and like in that sort of like childish brain that he has, mm-hmm. like even he gets it, like yeah. he gets it. And that's mm-hmm. just, it's such a beautiful little moment. Yeah. It's, it's an unconditional love from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. goes back to the sacrificing for the good of another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. It's I mean, very, love, so go ahead. Yeah. Say, say what you're going to say. Um, that love is in the, the deeds, not the words. Mm. Like, and that's exactly what Olaf was doing. Like he was going to start a fire that could have melted him. And, it, it, but he kind of shows that through the whole movie that it's, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the deeds, not the, not the words. Yeah. The deeds, not the words. You know, there's some saint and, uh, I think his name is St. Vincent Pilate. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Uh, he, says, so. <laughs> he says, let there be many, let there be few words and many deeds and let them be done well. Yeah. Yes. So some, something like that. I might be misquoting it a little bit, but I, I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> and it, it's interesting because the only, I think the only song with the word love in the title is love is an open door. Yeah. And but that's the song where like love fails. But if you think about the idea as love is an open door, what does an open door signify? It doesn't always signify something good, right? It signifies right. an opportunity, but yeah. you, you have a path. It makes me think of that, uh, that scripture passage of like, you have a choice between this narrow path that not many people choose, but it leads to life. And then you have this choice, this wide path that a lot of people choose a lot of the time and it leads to destruction. And we should choose the narrow path, even though it's harder. So it's like, yeah, love is this open door and it's full of possibilities, but what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be a Hans? Are you going to be a Kristoff, right? Are you going to be Elsa at the beginning of the movie and hide away because your insecurities and your damage or in your baggage? Are you going to be Elsa at the end of the movie who breaks through that? So, yeah. Uh, Something I specifically wanted to talk about with you guys, because you're teachers and uh, you you get where I'm coming from. And of course we won't name any names, uh, but um, I wanted to talk about how Elsa's parents handled her and the danger to her and the danger she presented, because I'm sure you have seen, and I have seen, we see parents who, 
have like no structure for their kids or very little structure for their kids and their kids kind of run wild from a young age and then they get to us and then we're like, oh my gosh, what do we do with these children? But then there's also parents that so structure and so close in their children that they, ne- they, they never learn freedom and responsibility. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to ask you guys as teachers and parents, because I've wondered this myself, is like, I have children now. How do I avoid those extremes? Am I building too much of a bubble? Do I not have enough of a bubble? And I'm just wondering, like, what's your, what's your philosophy on that, on forming your children well? Okay. Um, I think there's, there's definitely got to be this, this middle road that you want to shelter them from the big things, the terrible things, but at the same time, you need to let them live. You need to let them make mistakes because that's what they're going to be learning from. Mm. They have to, to, to be exposed to things um, because when they are too sheltered, we have seen that, you know, with students and, and friends that you put your child, like you said, in this bubble and as soon as there's that little bit of freedom where, you know, they're in high school or they're going off to college, they don't know what to do. They, they're calling their parents, they're, they're going back to mom and dad and, and they don't know how to live their own life. Yeah. They've been told exactly what to do every day of their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell Andy, our son, you know, um, it's okay to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Not everybody has those days. From them. So you have to learn from your mistakes, you know, not just make the mistake and let it go, learn from that mistake. Mm. And that's one thing I use in my classroom too. You know, it's okay to make mistakes. That's how you're going to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I make mistakes every day in the classroom that I do that sometimes on purpose. Most of the time, not, you know, (laughs) so so the kids see where they're, they can make mistakes. So they don't do the same mistakes. They learn from it that way too. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to keep your kids so sheltered that they can't experience life. Yeah. You want the kids to experience life, you know, everything that life involves, love, you know, beauty, but also, you know, that death does happen. That's not going to be a shock for them, Hmm. you know, that they understand the circle of life, so to speak, bringing in Disney again, Mm -hmm. Um, with that. Ah! um, (laughs) Um, But I I think it's important to expose them, you know, uh, and expose them to all different kinds of life, Hmm. you know. Not just the one thing I do like about Plotty and is the diversity, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think that's important to expose kids that mm-hmm. some people don't want that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big mistake. Yep. You know, Sad. it's the same thing with, you know, when we one of the best stories I think we have with Andy is Christmas last year. We went to go see um, the lights in Baltimore on what, what was that street? I remember. Um, oh, 34th Street. 34th Street in Hamden. And there was a homeless man there. And so right where our car was parked and we walked, you know, to him and we gave him a few bucks, came back to the car and Kim's like, you ask him his name. What's his name? No one ever asked them their name. Hmm. I'm like, Andy, come back with me. I want you to ask this guy his name. Because wow. it's important. Them. And Treat talk them to like him. a person. Treat mm-hmm. them like, exactly. Treat them like a person because they're all people of God. Uh-huh. We're all children of God. And he learned his name. It was Jr. Mm-hmm. He prays for him every night now because oh he remembers that experience. Wow. And I think that's what more people need to do in order to get more love in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're all children of God. And I don't think everyone necessarily recognizes that. But just going up to like, a, you know, a homeless person. Hey, what's your name? What's your story? Mm-hmm. What can I do for you? Yeah. It makes a world of difference for them. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, um, 
something that you said talked about making mistakes. And then the fact that you did that with Andy is the idea of modeling and like even modeling, what do you do when you make a mistake and how do you apologize? How do you say, I'm sorry? How do you say, I forgive you? Um, you know, how do you, how do you talk to someone who is asking for something, uh, who is in need, um, who, who maybe makes you a little bit uncomfortable maybe, um, cause you don't, you don't know them and maybe they, they look disheveled or whatever. Um, you know, somebody told me once that, they think that they treat parenting and freedom kind of like a driver's license, <clears throat> excuse me, where it's like, you know, a, a kid, uh, what you want with your kid is eventually to be able to drive unsupervised and be safe. Right. But you don't just hand them a car, but neither <laughs> right. do you drive with them everywhere or they, they never learn. You don't drive them everywhere. Like you start with some knowledge and then they take a written test and then they have a learner's permit where you have to be there with them and model it for them and, and, and be there with them as they're trying it out. So they can make mistakes in a safe way. And, and then they have like a provisional license. I don't know if they still do it, but that's how it was for me. Like I couldn't stay out after a certain time. I couldn't have other people in the right. car for a certain number of hours or whatever. And then, so you, you kind of step into that. Um, and uh, sometimes when I see, um, you know, parents make these really hard rules about, well, you're never going to spend the night at somebody else's house or you're never going to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school. And, and it, again, people know their kids. I'm not judging if you, if you had those rules, but sometimes in the back of my head, I wonder, well, if they go off to college or then they move out and they've never had the, a boyfriend or a girlfriend and, or dated or gone to a dance or, or slept, spend the night at somebody's house. And now they're doing those things for the first time. And they've never had a parent there to guide them with them on that path. And again, people know their own kids. I'm sure, I'm sure people are, you know, uh, I'm not judging anybody (laughs) on, on their decisions as, as parents. I haven't, I haven't ever parented teenagers, so I'm not trying to pass (laughs) judgment, but that's the question in the back of my head is wouldn't it in some ways be better to guide them along the way. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're still really a big part of their yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, I think, I think Elsa is a cautionary tale. So yeah. Yeah. maybe Aladdin yeah. on the opposite end. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin was a street rat and had like no, no yes. supervision at all. But uh, Definitely. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, a- anything else you love about frozen one um, that, that you want to talk about? Before we move on to Frozen 2. I'm trying to think. I like, the at the like personally, a Disney thing here is at the very end of the credits <laughs> when um, the snow monster, I can't remember his name right now, oh. just takes Elsa's crown and then just puts it on <laughs> and like smiles because it makes him feel awesome. You know, it's just a little thing that. that you yeah. don't expect. Once again, that unexpected moments. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is cool. And, and that, it just kind of goes along with the whole theme of unexpected moments do, during this. And all. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's get into frozen two, which I hadn't actually seen until I figured. And then I, I realized I wanted to do this episode on this topic. I was like, I should probably watch frozen two. We'll talk about <laughs> frozen two. Um, and, uh, I have, I have so many thoughts, but I want to get into, into you guys first. Like, uh, so or, do you have favorite songs from frozen two? Oh, I, I, in my opinion, I liked frozen two, I think better than frozen one. All right. Um, I just liked the, the, the music was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite one was, um, what's it called? I just had it. 
Oh, it was um, Show Yourself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a beautiful, like, people always talk about, you know, you know, Let It Go in the first movie was the big anthem of mm-hmm. Frozen. And um, what's the, the song from the second movie? Into the Unknown. Into yeah. the Unknown. Yeah. It's like, it's supposed to be like the big song. Well, this is like, I feel like that song's Show Yourself is just way bigger. Like, in the, I'm crying in the movie theater, like, during this song, just because of everything that's going on and everything that's, that's, ex- is being experienced and i i absolutely love that song mm-hmm. yeah i like lost in the woods <laughs> i love that they made a cheesy 80s video <laughs> and they're like i heard it on because we had the cd because we still get cds mm-hmm. um in the car and listening to it and i never made that connection and when it came on in the theater like i could not stop laughing because <laughs> i didn't realize that it is the perfect like 80s song yeah. for an 80s video with that mm-hmm. like it was hilarious mm-hmm. and yeah it, it was did so well it reminds me a lot of the band chicago and like yeah. um oh what are what are some chicago songs um, um it's hard to have i uh, uh it's hard to say i'm sorry i'm sorry um yeah so th- those sorts of songs peter satara so if you don't know yeah. who that is go look up some peter satara chicago and yeah that's that's exactly <laughs> what they were thinking when they made that so and the other thing i really liked was as a parent mm-hmm. when olaf is in the sled spouting off his did you know that did you know that like it's just it's just like having a kid that's exactly what it was like <laughs> olaf is hilarious in this movie yeah and he breaks the fourth wall a lot like he he's yeah. speaking yeah. to the audience directly yeah, yeah. he's so funny and his in yeah. his song i forget what it's called or it's like this will make sense when i'm older or when i'm yeah. older and it's just oh man yeah. <laughs> and he keeps saying yeah. he's like anna elsa samantha, samantha? <laughs> So cute. Wait, I don't know Samantha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. really funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, what did I ask both of you? I can't remember if I asked both of you. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I so I actually I like the themes of Frozen two a lot, and I like the movie, and I thought it was beautiful. Like even more than Frozen one, I just that that yeah. scene where right. Anna is like fight or Elsa is fighting the ocean is just yeah. like, oh my gosh. And when she's riding that horse, the um, water horse? I, I just oh my, uh, my, my wife, Maddie was like, that's a cool horse. Like, I want that horse. You can ride <laughs> underwater. You can ride above water. She can like freeze it. And it, oh, it, yeah. was, it was really cool. And just like the different elements, the little fire frog and the wind leaves and the, um, we didn't get to see as much of the stone giants. I was wondering if there was like a deleted scene or something. Cause like, they, like they bec- yeah, yeah they become yeah. friends with like all the other people except the, the, the stone giants. But, um, yeah, so I just thought it was so beautiful, and the the themes were were, were really beautiful. Um, the the one song I really liked the Into the Unknown version at the end during the credits with uh, Panic, Panic at the at Disco the singing it, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is yeah. awesome, and yes. uh, yeah, he just yep. he just crushes it. Um, overall, I didn't I didn't think the mu- the music musically was as as catchy as as Frozen One. Like I don't find myself having the desire to go back and listen to it, but the words are like dense. Like I feel like you could meditate yeah. on them and do prayer time with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, agree with that. yeah. Um, let's. You were just talking about show yourself, and that was one of the ones I really wanted to talk about because I think God is all over that. Um, can we pull up the lyrics for, uh, for, for show yourself? Let's, let's talk about some of the themes of, of this song. What's, what's going on here in this, in this song. So this is when she's, um, sort of approaching Adahala, Adahala, the, the, the 
Enchanted for yeah, the mystical river. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, she's still trying to get, she wants answers and like, she's, she's getting there now. And she's, I think this, this idea of her, you know, trembling, but not from the cold is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn something. I'm like transforming. I'm like changing, like uh, things are happening now. And, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's scary for her. It's exciting for her. It's, it's all these emotions kind of culminating for her mm-hmm. um, in this, in this song, in this moment. It, it really spoke to me because um, you guys know this, but I'm not sure the, the listeners know this. So I, I was teaching at the school, St. Vincent Pilate for 14 years and this summer I quit and now I'm, I'm, you know, staying at home with my kids and doing more stuff like this show and, and, and Catholic speaking and, and worship leading and that sort of thing, which was a long discernment process for me. And I was praying about it. My wife was praying about it and listening to this song, it like hit me in the heart. I was like, Elsa is discerning. She's like listening to the voice within and like, yeah. she's got that little yeah. whisper from God, like calling to her. And like, I, I've, are you the one I've been looking for all my life? Like there's, there's something more, there's something deeper. And I've always had this call within me is like, is this, is this it? Is this what I've, I've been looking for? And it just, it spoke to me. Um, so much. And it's not just in this song, it's woven through, uh, through, through a couple songs, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like discern this discernment of vocation is all over this movie. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about, um, the- thematically, what are some of the big themes of this movie that, uh, I just did one. So maybe one of you guys can, can, can pick one. What's thematically, spiritually, what do you love? Good. That, um, some things change and some things don't in life. Oh, yeah. Some things will always stay the same. And one of those, I mean, spiritually thinking is God's love for us. Mm. You know, it, it's, it stays the same. It's eternal. It's never changing. You know, he always loves us. And that's why I always thought of when, you know, Olaf was singing that and all. Um, and I really like that, that, you know, that the love and support we get is always going to be a constant and never changes. Mm-hmm. And that the right kind of love is a constant. Like, yeah. you know, yes. it, it, it's not just fleeting. It's not that Eros. It's, it's that true love that that's, that's what's constant between the sisters, mm-hmm. um, between, you know, Olaf and, the, mm-hmm. and all of them. Like yeah. it's in the movie, but it, it makes you kind of understand that, that constant true love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's something that doesn't change if it's the right love. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're, they're talking that opening song and it's all cheerful. Like some things never change, but yet they, I think they all kind of realize that something's got to change. Like it's even this, yeah. I think it's even fall in, which is like the season yeah. of change and it's autumn. Exactly. So it's very, very symbolic. Um, and, uh, Kristoff is thinking of proposing and Elsa's settling into being queen. And she's like, oh, I don't want things to change. But because they have that love between them, they have like their crew, they have, they have this family that they've built um, with all them and their snowman and reindeer, <laughs> kind of weird, <laughs> weird family that, they, that they've brought together, that they're able to face the unknown with confidence, right? They're able to go off uh, into the unknown and, and, and face the future because things are going to change, but there's some things that don't, that don't change. Yeah, that was, that was one of the themes I wrote down to this tension between like what changes and, and what doesn't yeah. change. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's um. Oh, well, before, can I say one more thing about change? So, um, Saint Ignatius Loyola, who kind of wrote the wrote the book on spiritual exercises about how to discern God's will, he says, um, 
Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, one of the things he says is when you're experiencing spiritual consolation, when you feel like God is with you and God is comforting you, he says one of the things to do is just thank God for it, but know that it's going to leave you at some point because life is not all roses. Like at some point it's going to leave you and it's not because you did anything wrong and it's not great right now because you did anything right. It's just because that's the human heart and it's fickle. And um, so just to thank God and enjoy it, enjoy it as a gift from God that you feel in an awesome place, but know it's got to change at some point. And th- there are times in life like that where I'm like, oh, life is so great. I don't want it to change. Pretty much every summer as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and I, I remember like, oh, I have to go back to school. But all right, it, it's, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like I like my job and I get to see people. And um, I, it's, I think it's a helpful way to stay present and not wish my life away and not be like, oh, I can't wait till this and then I'll be happy. Or, oh, I or right. live in dread of what's coming up. Because you, then you can't enjoy the present. So I, I think having that mentality helps you to, to enjoy the present. So, And I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you before, but you're talking about, um, wasn't it St. Ignatius Loyola when um, you guys at Pilates were talking about the examine prayer mm-hmm. um, and finding those moments of desolation and consolation. And that's kind of those moments of consolation or when God is speaking to you mm-hmm. um, and just kind of talking about that, you know, the, the, the voice that else is hearing and, and hearing that inner voice and, that's a way to recognize it. And that's something that you guys kind of brought into Pilates with that examined prayer. And it's like one of those things that really hit me when we mm-hmm. were doing it. It's like, oh my gosh, God is talking to me all the time. I just got to listen. Yeah. During, during Lent last year, we did, uh, this is what Kim was talking about is we, we would have a moment of silence across the whole school over the announcements. And we would lead the students in the whole school in the examine and ask them to examine the moments of consolation and desolation in their day. And I even started doing it like a kind of a mini version of it with my, my daughter and my son at home is before we go to bed at night, we always ask each other, what was the best part of your day? And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. and, and I've realized it's, it's helpful for me. I realize a lot of times the best part of my day is when I get to go outside, go on a walk with the kids, when I, when I get a quiet moment to just like drink coffee with my wife and yeah. it's helped me to really savor those moments and to prioritize those moments. And, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's beautiful. By yeah. the way, if you yeah. want to pray the Halo app watchers and viewers and listeners, or if you want to pray the exam and you can do it through the Halo app, go to awakencatholic.com or .org and you can get a free month of premium. Just thought I'd throw that in there since we were talking about the exam and you can pray the exam and through the Halo app. So, um, uh, next thing. Uh, so I love that, that topic of change and, um, and what doesn't change, what does change. I want to talk about, th- this is another song that wrecks me and, um, the next right thing. Oh, Do you guys have yeah. thoughts about that song? Can we talk about oh, that? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the lyrics here. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that it's, you know, your those darkest times are when you're going to be able to get to the light eventually. You just got to do that next right thing mm-hmm. and push yourself forward. Keep pushing <laughs> yourself forward. Mm-hmm. That is, I love that song. That's yeah. a good one. Well, and <laughs> I was trying to remember, I, I, I was looking back because I remember liking the song and the lyrics and I went back and I was listening to it. And I was trying to remember like, when does this happen in the movie? Cause she's like so down in the dumps and it's Anna who's normally like this optimism mm-hmm. and miss hope. Yeah. And she seems like she's really lost her hope at this point. Um, yeah. almost entirely. Um, and I remembered this is when there, she's in the cave with Olaf and Olaf starts melting. And mm-hmm. yeah. so she's losing Olaf. And if Olaf's melting, what does that mean? It means Elsa is probably yeah. dead. And so like yeah. the two, pe- two, of, two of the people she loves the most in the world are like dying 
and she's in this cave with no way out. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Completely powerless. Yeah, completely powerless. Uh, so uh, I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. The, knife, the life I knew is over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. My God. It's like a Lincoln Park song. <laughs> right? Like she's about to start screaming. Yeah. Um, this grief has a gravity. It pulls me down a tiny, but a tiny voice whispers in my mind. Like there's still that, that voice of hope. Um, you are lost. Hope is gone, but you must go on and do the next right thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like download this to your phone. And the next time life is throwing crap at you, like (laughs) listen to it on repeat. On repeat. (laughs) Oh my God. Darkness does not last. Yeah. You need to throw it. Amen. You know, there's always hope. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. It may not seem like it at the time, Mm -hmm. but you'll get through it. It it reminds me of like Jesus on the cross quoting Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? But at the end, it has this subtle bit of hope, you know, at the end of Psalm 22. And it's like, this is, this, you could, you could meditate with this song. You could, (laughs) it's like a modern day Psalm in some ways. I feel like, yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, man. So good. So good. Could there be a day beyond this night? I don't know anymore what is true. I can't find my direction. I'm all alone. The only star that guided me was you. You think she's talking to Elsa there? Or who do you think she's talking to? It's hard. It's hard to tell. I don't know if if it's Elsa because they've become so close Mm -hmm. or it's something more spiritual for her that we don't know about in the movie yet. Yeah. Maybe it's her, you know, that her mother. It could be her mother, you oh, know, yeah. mm-hmm. talking to her, her mother, you know, cause she was close with her. Yeah. Um, as kind of her, her guide, you know, mm-hmm. to talk to her about, you know, that she's guided her. Um, it, it's tough to tell in that part. You know, I'm looking at the, at the lyrics now, like she's saying, um, you know, all this stuff I've, I've done, it's how do I rise when it's not you I'm rising for, but take a step, take a step again. It's all that I can do the next right thing. I won't look too far ahead. It's too much for me to take. Um, but break it down in this next breath, this next step, this next choice is one that I can make. So I'll walk through this night, stumbling blindly towards the light. It's almost like, even though she doesn't have Elsa, like Elsa has always been her motivation before. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's got she's grown so much from that and from Elsa, the love of her and Elsa's relationship that now she can follow something deeper than just that human yeah. love almost. And you know, like she can do it as it says one step at a time. That's all it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start out running. Mm-hmm. It's taking one small step at a time mm-hmm. and she'll get through it. And I mean, where do we learn about God's love but from our human relationships? Like there's a reason we call God Father, you know? Well, yeah. uh, you know, our we're supposed to be showing God's love to one another. So yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, what else? I'm going to look at my notes here to see if there's any, anything else that I wanted to talk about. Um, was there anything else that you guys wanted to hit from frozen Two? Um, just that the, the concept of having that, um, the, the voice mm. and, and having, you know, what some people kind of call their gut or their conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just kind of going back to, you know, that, that examine prayer is being able to recognize and being um, aware that God does speak to us, uh-huh. that that is that little voice in, mm-hmm. you know, in me um, that, that tells me 
you know, when you have those, those good moments of, of consolation, you know, that's God speaking to you. It's not mm-hmm. a big booming voice. It's not somebody, it's not a know, burning bush. <laughs> it's not someone calling you on your cell phone. It's, it's those moments that that's God. And I think that, that the movie also kind of shows that in the nature, like in yeah. the fire, in the, mm-hmm. the water, like the, the, all of that is very spiritual. There's little hints of God here and there that you got to yeah, pay attention yeah. to. It's all around yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all around us. Being able to appreciate that and, and recognize that, that that is God speaking to us through the wind, mm-hmm. through the snow, through the water. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's not going to be a voice necessarily. You just yeah. have to recognize how God is speaking to you. Yeah. It's a quote, quote unquote voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and um, it makes me think of uh, the prophet Elijah when he was running away from King Ahab because King Ahab wanted to kill him, and he goes to the mountain of God, and an angel tells him, hey, God's going to be coming out, it's coming by to talk to you, so come out of your cave. And then there's like a fire that goes by and an earthquake, but it says God was not in the crushing wind, God was not in the earthquake, and that, the earthquake. And then it says Elijah heard a silent sound. And he went, he covered his face and went outside to, to talk to the Lord. And I always ask my students like, what's a silent sound? And it's, again, it's that, that voice, you know, it's a voice. That's not a voice. It's something deeper. And it takes time to learn that voice and to, to be docile to that voice. Like I think of how Jesus says, you know, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. Like it, it takes a while for that relationship between shepherd and sheep to develop so that the sheep know whose voice to follow. Right. Because if that relationship isn't there, if we don't, take time for silence to learn to hear the father's voice. How do we recognize it? How many voices are there out there inside us and from outside us telling us all sorts of things, right? So um, I think learning to listen to that still small voice within is like so important. And it's, it's throughout all these, all these lyrics. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's all I had for the the themes. Were there any other themes that you guys wanted to, to hit on from frozen Two? I don't think so. What if somebody had never seen Frozen before, and now we've spoiled it for them, of course, but, um, and you said, you know, you got to listen to this song. Um, give me one or two songs that you would just say, oh, you got to hear this. Oh, geez. I mean, just the, the, the ones that we really kind of, that hit home, like the, the, the next right thing and, and show mm-hmm. yourself are just mm-hmm. really big songs for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go back to let it go. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just it's sometimes you just gotta let things go Mm. like don't let them bring you down let it go it's okay to let things go sometimes yeah you know someone wronged you let it go Mm -hmm. you know forgive them let it go you know and i i go to that you know having a seven-year-old, I have to tell him sometimes, just let it go, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know. I'm telling myself that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we have confession, right? And the, the priest says, you yeah. know, go in peace. Your sins your sins are forgiven. Like, it's gone. Get out. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's gone. Don't, don't worry about it. So, um, yeah. you know, we live in a culture which uh, I feel like for, for like five years, every pop song and rap song talked about no regrets. And, and I would always say to my students, if you really want to live with no regrets, it's like, you've got to, you've got to seek forgiveness and that's how you let it go. You can't just like, ah, I'm not going to think about my actions. You know, <laughs> like that's the real way you have no regrets is by like reconciliation and moving on. So awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I miss you guys. The Ream team. I from, you too. Yeah. So this I'll, is awesome. Thank you so much yes, for having thank us. You. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I'll, I'll, I'll have to. Bucket list. 
list now. Yeah. I'll have to, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to stop by Filati and, and, and see everybody. Um, so thank you for being a part of pop culture catechism on awaken Catholic. Again, if you want to support us and be a part of the awaken nation, please go to awakencatholic.org. make a one-time or a recurring donation. You can also support us by trying out that free trial of the hallow app by going to our website. And all of that is a way that you can support the mission of what we are doing here. My name is Mike Tenney. I am a Catholic speaker and worship leader. You can find out more about me from MikeTenneyMusic.com or follow me on social media at PK Mikey T. Uh, Kim and Jeremy, is there anywhere you want people to find you online or would you rather people didn't find you online? Do <laughs> 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 you have any websites you want me to want me to throw out there or anything? No, uh, I don't tweet or anything yet. Okay. So. Good. All right. I just didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, Shut I you down. It's hard to find me, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to do. I wanted to pray. Can we pray? Yeah. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. So, um, let's pray on the, uh, just some of the themes we've talked about. Do you guys want to lead or would you rather I lead it? You can lead it. Yeah. Okay, fine. cool. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we ask that you help us to learn to listen to that small voice within that calls us into the unknown, that calls us out of our fears, that calls us towards real love, that we would not be satisfied with the passing loves, the infatuations of this world, that we would love our families, that we would love our friends. And we know that that love based on you, that is the love that never changes, that we can depend on, that is reliable through um, through loss and through trial and through hardship, Lord. And so we place our trust in you and we love you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Vincent Pilati, pray, pray for, for us. us. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, guys. To Awaken Nation, we'll see you next time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. You guys. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.